This is Katie and Kay Carbondale, Community Access Radio, Glenwood Springs, Carbondale, the Roaring Fork Valley, and beyond. You're listening to Geek Speak on Katie and Kay. I'm your host, Matt McBrayer, in studio with Louie the Computer Guy. Uh, oh, wait, you're on three. Let's try that. How's it going, Matt? Going good. Tripping me up here. I thought I'd lost my voice there. Oh, no. <laughs> Worst thing that could happen to a radio host. Yep. So, hey, did you have a good month off? It's been a month. It's been a month. Oh, man. <laughs> I hope we remember how to do this. Yeah. Having problems with the faders already. I was going to say, so we're here to talk about gardening, right? Gardening? I, yeah, we can do gardening. Okay. <laughs> I had a fairly successful garden this year. I, I did, too. And it was. I guess that's at the top of my list, my uh, my mind, because I spent the day yesterday putting the garden to bed. So yes. That was as low-tech as it comes. So... Not a bad thing to do with a, a Sunday afternoon. Not at all. Especially when especially when your football team's doing what our football team's <laughs> doing. Uh, yeah. I've gotten smart, though. I, I TiVo it. I start to watch it later. If things are going downhill, I pull up the score on the phone. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I don't mind. need to watch anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so. You're listening to GeekSpeak, 963-2976, if you forgot the number after the... A month hiatus. Yes. Give us a call. We are here to help you jiggle your printers and reboot your cables. And uh, um, let's see. We can uh, we can talk about the new MacBook Pro. Kind of. Kind of. We'll <laughs> see how much is there. There's a lot of vicious rumors floating around about it. But, uh, you know, um, one question I fielded today from somebody who is, like, getting ready to buy or getting starting the purchase process um, that I don't know if we talked about it lately on the show, um, is that if you're buying a brand new MacBook, you pretty much have to make sure that it's got everything under the hood that you want it to have because it is not upgradable yep. it's in the slightest. <laughs> I mean, even, even putting a new battery in it after the battery craps is problematic. Yeah. It's I, I've got three of those on my shelf right now that uh, I did everything right. And, uh, you know, they, they've got it up to like somewhere around 50, 40 or 50 screws now to uh, to replace the battery in some of the new MacBooks. And um, it just it doesn't go well. So anyway, all that aside, uh, make sure you got enough hard drive. Make sure you got enough memory, uh, a.k.a. RAM. Uh, make sure that you've got the right processor under the hood. Not that you could ever upgrade I, that. Anyway, I was going to say you have... You know, uh, but, uh, Hey, my I can upgrade the P, the uh, CPUs on my twelve year old Mac. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I it's, got some quad core Xeons at one point at two point eight gigahertz. I think mm-hmm. I can I think I can find three point two gigabit gigahertz uh, Xeons yeah. for that somewhere. But no, I don't know if I've ever upgraded the CPU in a in a Mac. Um, I was gonna say I've replaced one G five. Uh, they, it was the the CPU unit had failed. Oh, oh yeah. You know what? Actually, I have. You know, the one where you have to have the big long um, uh, tool to it's get like down a T10 through the, or through something the, through the heat sink. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's so I, I I have replaced a few CPUs. I think there those are on the the G the dual processor G5s. I yeah. think. But in general, I'm recommending to people that they uh, you know, especially yeah. since you know, since since it's you're stuck with it. Um, go with either the i7 or the i9 processor. You know, depending on what you're going to be doing with it. Yeah. Have you Have you worked with the i9 processor at all? At all? What What are, What's your review on it? Um, 
So the only one I've worked with a little bit was a, it was in an Dell Ultrabook, and I would, the only thing I had, it was very fast, um, but my thing on, the, and this is more of a Dell design choice or an Ultrabook design choice than anything else, um, the cooling was not up to my standards. Okay, so it was running right r- close to the line on well, it was, temperature? Well, so sitting in the shade on a sp- late spring day, running, doing video encoding was too much for it. Oh, okay. And did it just shut down on you? Did it overheat? And no, shut just, down it's thr- it just yeah. it just it did a thermal throttle. So okay, so it slowed down the processing, right? So, so it, that it could so it dumped it dumped the video into buffer, and stored it in the buffer and chewed through it. Okay, but it just you know it did the herky jerky on the stream a few times. Okay, so got it. Um, but I, you know that's and that's the i nine. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and okay. I, like I said, that's more of a, a thermal design choice mm-hmm. than anything. That doesn't necessarily reflect sure. anything on the i nine. But that's the only one I okay. have experience with. Yeah. Um, other than that, they on paper they look like a great processor. Same with the Ryzen's mm-hmm. Ryzen nine looks like an amazing yeah. processor, and that'll probably mm-hmm. be the next machine I build will be a, a Ryzen nine uh, machine with one hundred and twenty eight gigs of RAM. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. So uh, yeah, nine six three two nine seven six. If you want to call but, into the geeks, after but, a month you should have all kinds of questions yeah. piled up. But so. so, but back to the the Mac and they're going. They're they're transitioning yet again to their own um, chip chip. So yeah. originally the the G G three G four and even the PowerPC before that uh, were an IBM product called mm-hmm. PowerPC. Yep, um, which is still available. You can get a twenty two core PowerPC. Uh, ra- uh, risk chip risk processor yeah still yep. and uh, or you can get start with a little four mm-hmm. core but so th- that technology is still around it's being used for certain things mm-hmm. um, and then they switched to x86 which is what all PCs have run basically forever since the beginning of time yeah yes so so yeah you know I just realized that I gave somebody a bum steer today because I am so used to talking about the processing chips um, in terms of you know which Intel chip you know that I recommend. Yeah. Which so the what's the official designation of the uh, is the silicon chip? Is that that what they're calling? So there's Apple's the, the Apple silicon. Apple so you have like you know you have IBM silicon, you have Intel AMD uh, silicon, which would be the x86, and then now Apple is uh, contracted with uh, TSMC, which is who AMD is contracted with to make their ARM processor, which is called the M1. Okay. And I think the latest one is M1X, but I'd have to go double-check that. Okay, got it. Because uh, it looks like the, the new... So the original one was the M1. Uh, it's an 8-core, and then has some tensor cores and some other things uh, sitting in the background there to do specific tasks. Got it. Uh, but, that, but all the M1s uh, have integrated memory. So the memory lives on the same chip that... Uh, the processor lives on, so it's oh, all okay. one. It's all in one thing. It's all fabric. It's all okay. Uh, there's no physical. If you went and opened up a Mac, a, uh, a Mac Mini, an M1 Mac Mini, you would not see any RAM chips because they live in the processor chip. Okay, that's good to know. I won't, you know. Otherwise, I would have sent one back. I mean, <laughs> just. Kidding. I mean, the, the memory could still go bad on the chip. That's yeah, still yeah, a possibility, sure. but yeah, uh, I, it's, I would say it's probably less likely uh-huh. than having a. You know, it's either going to work at the foundry or yeah. it's going to. So, does, so does that memory participate in the caching process as well? I mean, is it? I mean, or is there a separate mem- a cache memory on the? On the chip? I think there is a faster cache memory. I'd have to double check ARM the ARM. So they they're using. Uh, 
rusty uh, rim. What is it? Uh, about BlackBerry. <laughs> research in motion. Okay. Uh, so they're using research in motion's ARM architecture, which is the same architecture that your phone probably uses. Uh, same like ra uh, Raspberry Pi uses it. There's all ki all kinds of low power. It's very. It's much more efficient uh, than the Intel and AMD x86 uh, and AMD 64 uh, processor architectures. Yep. So it's just Got it. you can do the same amount of processing with, with way less power. It's way more efficient. Mm -hmm. All right. So well, I'm going to channel Steve Skinner and say they don't call it Geek Speak for nothing. <laughs> yeah, so um, I've had a chance to play with the M1, and it was a, a very snappy machine. So mm -hmm. yeah, um, and we'll see what the M1X or the M2, whatever the, whatever uh, Apple calls the next generation of their uh, ARM processor. Uh -huh. And what were you doing with the uh, with the? Did you say it was an M1 you tried out? Yeah, it was yeah. A, uh, one of my clients had just picked up a Mac clunky Mac. old antiquated M1 chip. Yeah, right. hot yeah. off the presses. Yeah. Okay, got it. So, um, but what were you doing with it? Were you doing just, doing something that kind of punished it, or did you just you know, just running day -day Firefox and just checking your horoscope? Exactly. Just yeah. okay. <laughs> just running a bunch of programs, switching between them, and just trying to uh -huh. trip it up, and it just didn't. Yeah, got it. Well, boy, I'll tell you, man, it's it's only a matter of time before they they just aren't going to need us anymore, man. So yeah, since there's basically it's like it either works. Or it doesn't, because there's no, yeah, there's there's nothing to upgrade on that. the The memory's integrated, the storage is integrated. So just like you were saying, um, when you're looking at a new Mac, um, pick your, you know, buy it like you want it, buy it like you want it. So I'm always forever, forever, yes, because so. there's no way to upgrade it currently, mm -hmm. and or there probably will ever be. Yeah, I don't know. I hope they go back to computers that you can fix someday. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's the one good thing I have to say about the PC world anymore, you know, because at least you can still work on them. Right. You know? Yeah. So there's a there's at least a, a group of CPUs you can choose from. There's a group of memory that you can choose from mm -hmm. uh, depending on, you know, what configuration it is. And there's yeah. a, a, a nearly infinite number of storage devices that you can choose from to plug sure. into it. I was kind of wishing they would go back to motherboard jumpers and, you know, that was always so fun, you know, decoding the little connector block and you know looking at the little legend that's written by some guy in china who translated right. it from german who translated it from czech <laughs> <laughs> so you're listening to geek speak on kdnk 963 2976 nailed that one yeah so all right so let's see uh i think donna dalton's gonna try to give us a call but she may be kind of busy today so oh oh, oh uh, there's the phone speak of the devil you're on with the geeks yeah good afternoon uh, lately my uh internet's been going out and so i'll go uh unplug the router uh-huh and it you know it works for a day or two and then it goes out again this has been going on for a while too. It's it's AT and T. It's a landline. Uh, do I call them to get a new one, or should I just buy one free market? Well, you say AT and T. Do you mean CenturyLink? Right. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. I, was say, I don't. The only thing I'm you could do like an LTE modem through AT and T, but I don't think that's what this is. And out east, they do have they do have copper. You know, AT and T yep, does. Not, I think, yeah, it's you know, not pretty much, but. Um, well, let's see. Um, so you're on a DSL circuit. Um, 
Yeah, you know, uh, it is definitely most cost effective to uh, purchase your own DSL modem, uh, and, right. you, and you can pick them up on. Um, uh, I don't know when's the last time. It's been a long time it, since I've picked up a DSL modem. I've pretty much always had the ones from CenturyLink, and they've been sufficient for my clients. Yeah, so you can either buy. You know, probably your your least problematic or troublesome way of doing it would be to just buy one from CenturyLink. Right. Um, and that way you're going to get because you could buy a third party one for forty nine. I think I've seen it for forty nine bucks on on Amazon. Um, but if you go ahead and get it directly from them, then they're on the hook to help you get it working right. And um, they just not that they charge you if you're using a uh, one that you got from somewhere else, but they 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 give you all kinds of jive like they wrinkle up their nose and go, "Well, I'm not exactly familiar with that model or." You know stuff like that, and if you get one directly from yeah, CenturyLink, don't they you just know, give you one and then charge you a monthly for it. Yeah, that's the other way you can do it, but it that yeah. piles up pretty quickly, and before you know it, you've right. paid for that modem yeah. six times over. You know, but right. on the other hand, if it stops working or is being troublesome, you can be like, "Hey, fix it." Yeah, that's, so that's so right. you're 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 playing that game. You have to decide which one's a better value for yourself. Uh, if you want to pay the monthly and take the risk, or if you want to just say it's broke. You want to be able to call them and go, it's broken. Please figure out why it's broken and and maybe send me a new one if it's, if that's the case. Yeah. So, you know, okay. w- one other question I'd ask you, though, is um, do you have those little DSL filters on uh, all of your – all the devices that are plugged into your phone jacks? Do they have a little um, little doohickey that has, like, a little short pe- stretch of cable and a little, like, little box um, on it by any chance? No. Okay. No. So – uh, depending on how much stuff you've got, how many different devices, different phones you've got plugged into your wall out, your wall jacks, um, that is an, a, another possibility of why it may be yeah. messing up. And, they, and so. um, the modem usually comes with, if it's from CenturyLink, usually comes with two of those uh, little DSL filters. I would, yeah. um, if you can find that box and find those filters, um, if you have a landline plugged into the same line that your DSL is on. Uh, Put that into plug that into the wall jack and then plug your phone into it. Um, that may help with the stability as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. You, you could okay, actually, great. as a troubleshooting exercise, you could just unplug all of the non uh, non essential um, devices, you know, temporarily, and see if the DSL stays up. And if if it still goes down, then you, you you're on the right track with replacing the modem. But if it's okay right. after unplugging all those other devices, then it means you need some filters. So okay, all right. Thanks for the call. Okay, thanks for Have a great one. Yep. Take care. Have a few more minutes here. Nine six three two nine seven six. Talk to the geeks. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Yeah, we were going to talk a little bit about the uh, Facebook outage last week, which um, actually that was was that week before. I think last? it was week before because it was yeah. the, it was the day that we were going to go. I got a couple. We I got a couple text messages as I was touring the interior of Wyoming. Um, you know, my Facebook's down. You know? It is for everyone. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, get a life. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, do you ever point your clients to something like Down Detector? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. And downrightnow.com uh-huh. is another one. And uh, so that that would be a really good advice for our listeners. There are two different websites that monitor the up status of numerous different. I mean, they're like what twenty or thirty. 30 or 40 different sites at least they have on there. Yeah, probably yeah. more. Yeah, so you know, if you if you're trying to figure out why you can't get that TikTok yeah. video that I, your grandchild and, uploaded, yeah. you know, that's 
And after I heard that Facebook was down, I, had, of course, had to go look uh-huh. just, just to go see what's going on. Yeah. And Did uh, they give them the big stink eye? Did they say, yeah, they're down? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was interesting to look at the graphs. So I went and looked at the graph for Facebook and then, you know, Google and Microsoft Office and, mm-hmm. um, and you know, Bing and just a, a whole bunch of the other major sites that those uh, – those websites track. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very interesting that pretty much unequivocally, every single one of those uh, sites, uh, there was a spike. And I don't know, I, I don't have enough drill down in the data from those sites. That, you know, maybe somebody who works there could drill down. Uh-huh. Um, but there were outage reports for pretty much all of them. So I don't know if it was like a, you know, uh, something where pretty much all those pages were, you know, were linked to Facebook in some way, you know, the, the, the little Facebook logo or something was in, at somewhere on the page. Oh, okay. And it was like, All right. you know, the computer's sitting there going, I'm waiting for you, Facebook. I'm waiting for you. And so okay. they, they reported it as, you know, not responsive. Got or something. it. In other words, they were websites that had external Facebook content built into their sidebar. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever it was. And yeah, it was so. causing some loading issue of some kind. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, but well, I, it was just interesting to look at yeah, that. That that is a good angle to look at it from. I wouldn't have wouldn't have thought to do that, but uh, no, I was just because uh, I'm I'm just a like full blown professional Facebook hater at this point. It's the the whistleblower stuff has just been just so hideous, uh, and so I I can't say that I'm a very good tech resource for anybody who's still addicted to Facebook um, at this point. So yeah, it's uh. I'm I'm getting all my work done on Parlor. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but no, I it's um so yeah, so that was the thing. So they had a uh, Facebook had a technical issue. They had uh yeah, somebody major networking some, some issue. geek got, got in and air quotes tried to make things better and um blew it all up. Yeah. For a period of time. Yeah. So. Broke their access control, broke their rou- routing protocols, broke their DNS. They had to go manually reset all of their uh, data center routers with a new piece of information mm-hmm. on the reboot, so they can reconnect to their to their peers. Wow! So, yeah, real interesting mess from a technical perspective. I'll be uh, looking forward to somebody putting together white papers on on what you know on the really the, the technical breakdown of how that happened because it's mm-hmm. going to be a it's going to be a fantastic read for somebody doing stuff at scale and and how to not make that mistake again yeah yeah i'll tell you i like i said before the show i'm so glad that i wasn't sitting in the the big control seat uh, on the bridge of starship facebook (laughs) yeah yeah the senior network architect or something yeah exactly which i guess would be a good we could transition into uh william shatner's trip into space huh yeah how how spectacular was that it's uh you know it's I, I would have never thought that you could shoot a, a, a 90-year-old person into space <laughs> and have their body just not come apart, you know. But I'm really glad that his didn't come apart. Well, what is it like? Is it What's a lift rocket like that, three or three to four Gs? Yeah, I, I was thinking that it was – I thought they were saying something that's like the – it's like six Gs when you're coming – when you're doing so like, re-entry. Or, or like Max like Q that, or something. You know? Yeah, so another hey, call here. Yeah. You're on with the geeks. Oh, hey, geeks. Hi. How are you? Good. Good, Donna. Long time no talk to. I know. I missed the uh, beginning of the show. What were you guys talking about? Um, let's see. Which beginning of the show? Which Oh, we we started out by talking about the new MacBooks. 
oh, oh. Oh, she's salivating. Listen to her. <laughs> well, you know, I tell you, I still think there's that part of me that just wants, um, you know, I don't know, like I like the IMAX. Uh-huh. You know, but I can't really carry them around. So, yeah. Anyway, and then there's the Mac Minis. They still have Mac Minis. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I nice. think that's probably the the avenue that a lot of people are going to go, you know, to get yeah. the new the new chip. Yep. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we were just talking about how people need to make sure, and you know, when they do the specs on their new MacBook, they need to make sure they get everything that they want right now, yeah. um, because it's forever. Yeah. And, um, so at least sixteen yeah. gigs of RAM, and. Uh, Probably two terabyte hard drive. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Most people don't. I mean, unless you're doing video stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I guess you'd have to take, you look at what you're using now and figure out what you, what you think you're going to be using in five to eight years. Yeah, maybe do a forty percent. You know. Yeah. So forty percent. So if you're using five twelve, you're going to be at one point something. So maybe you want to look at. You know, you're going to go be at a two at that point. Yeah. So, exactly. you know, I tell you, the more I think about it, I think about what a good strategy is to just plan on keeping it, you know, a computer or your phone, computer for three years, sell it while it's, there's still value there. Buy, you know, buy mm-hmm. the new one, get the three year plan. You know, yeah. Three years. And, and you can, because I still have my, you know, MacBook Pro from, I don't know, 2012. Yeah. I mean, there's well, no not a lot of value in that anymore if I would have sold it. You'd be surprised. Yeah, I mean, but you could probably sell that thing for 250 300 bucks on, you know, the swap. Um, okay, you know, I'll do honestly. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I was going to say, I've, there's still people that I've, I have clients that refute. I, in my personal opinion, that the 2012 MacBook Pro is the best laptop that uh, Apple ever made. Yeah. And that was that Retina or pre-Retina? Pre, one right before Retina. Okay, yeah. got it. Got it. It's so, just, it just chugs along, man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a great. You 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 throw in 16 gigs of RAM and an SSD and an SSD, and it's good for another three to five years. Yeah. Yeah. And the, th- the the only bummer about it, you can't upgrade it anymore. The software, the, I, the operating system. Are you are you stuck at Catalina on that one? Yeah. 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 Yep. Got it. And I can't. Um, and I can't. Uh, what do you call it? You know, push it to my Apple TV. Oh, we can't cast anymore. Yeah, mm-mm. got no, it. Not that. That was the one right. That I have the model right before that. Uh huh. So, yeah, but okay. Now here's right. here's a trick though. Just get on eBay and find an older Apple TV. <laughs> You'll be fine. I, oh yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, <laughs> I do have a. I don't have the latest Apple TV for sure. Uh huh. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I was uh, just wanted to say, you know, hello. I was up in Breckenridge and. Um, last weekend it was really beautiful. How was the weather up there? Okay. Yeah, it was a beautiful weekend. We were in the the 60s, and I, shoot, I think my car said it was 72 today. Nice. Um, yeah, that's so, about where mine was. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, okay. it's Very it's good. looking like it's going to get kind of crappy. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, but that's well, the way it goes. So. Well, thanks, guys. Hey, we'll talk You're to you in a couple weeks, huh? Okay, sounds good. Take Have care, good Donna. Bye, bye. <laughs> If you have a short question, 963-2976. That was our foreign correspondent, Donna Dalton, calling yeah. in from Commerce City, Denver. Yeah. So just to get the, uh, uh, be technically correct, uh, for the MacBook Pro, uh, it's called the M, so you have some chip options for, they call it the M1 Pro and then the M1 Max, um, one of them being eight core 
uh, 10 cores. And it looks like the big thing is the number of GPU cores uh, goes up uh, with the Max. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. I, I wish they'd just make an M1 Amateur, you know? I mean... Well, I think that'd be the MacBook Air or the Mac Mini. Oh, okay, got it, got it. So nice. Yeah, it looks like they're going to have a, a fairly professional laptop again. We'll be curious right. to see what the uh, tech community does at that time. Yeah. Well, I guess I better start saving my pennies and get me one. So. Yeah, they're not cheap, that's for sure. Yeah. You've been listening to Geek Speak on KDNK. I'm your host, Matt McBear from Roaring Fork Help Desk in studio with Louie the Computer Guy. Hey, thank you, Matt. All right, and we'll be back beginning in November. Yes. Don't touch your knob. There's a special type of bee that nests in the cliffs of the high country of the Hindu Kush in the Himalayas, and there are hunters willing to climb these steep cliffs to harvest the rare honey the bees produce. I'm Jim Metzner, and this is the Pulse of the Planet. We're listening to the sounds of the Apis laboriosa bee. The beekeepers are local men who practice the dangerous art of harvesting high-altitude honey. These people are honey hunters, and honey hunting is their livelihood. The honey from Epistolaviriosa is very, very expensive, and it is being used in Japanese medicine, Korean medicine, and Chinese medicine, and there is great demand for this high-altitude honey. Farooq Ahmad directs an international beekeeping project working with honey hunters. He says that the lure of this valuable honey is threatening to destroy the cliff bees. Bees are not for honey only. The major task of bees is pollination. The beekeeping project has been teaching honey hunters about the important role that bees play in sustaining the local ecosystem. If these bees are over-harvested, local crops may fail and the valuable honey will disappear. Now honey hunters believe if their bees go, if they are totally destroyed, then their livelihood will go. So we are working with them while harvesting honey from different cliffs. We are trying to make people understand that all the bee combs should not be harvested. 
at least 20 to 50 percent bee colonies should stay there on different cliffs. Farouk says in recent years, cliff bee colonies have also been threatened by recreational climbers who remove the honeycombs, never knowing the damage they cause. Pulse of the Planet is presented by the National Science Foundation. I'm Jim Metzner. afternoon. It's 4.59. I'm Morgan Neely, your host for All Things Considered and local and regional news coming up at 5.34. Stay tuned for all of it. This is KDNK Carbondale Community Access Radio, Glenwood Springs, Carbondale, the Roaring Fork Valley, and beyond. The Western Garfield County Chamber welcomes back the 42nd annual Chili Cook-Off this Friday, October 22nd from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Garfield County Fairgrounds and Event Center. Stay tuned for news headlines coming up next from NPR. 